Let us not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present our request to God. Amen. Please be seated. Well, good morning. Happy to see everyone this morning. How many here this morning can tell a story about worry or anxiety or doubt in their life? It really doesn't matter who you are or what you do. Worries and fears can strike at any moment. Now, if these few sentences seem familiar to you, you're not alone. See, there's an endless supply of things to worry about in this world, as well as in our personal lives. But scripture tells us, when we labor for the Lord, it is not part-time employment, for he's the master. When we fight for the Lord, it's not temporary deployment, for he's the king. But one of the ways we sidestep as Christians in our service to the king and, his dis, and dishonor, his lord, dis, dishonor his lordship is by worrying. That's where we find John the Baptist this morning, pondering, worrying, wondering, full of anxiety and fearful of what he has done with his life. In the first week of Advent, Matthew writes that Jesus told his disciples to prepare for the coming of the Son of Man. Be ready, for you do not know the day or the time the Lord is coming. Last week in Matthew, we found John the Baptist telling the people, I baptize you with water for repentance, but one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. John admonishes us to repent of our sins, change our behavior so that how we act and what we do and what we say is acceptable in the sight of God. See, John has been working for God and not necessarily waiting patiently for the arrival of the Messiah. John was in a continuous state of anticipation and excitement about the coming of the kingdom. John is anticipating that the Messiah is coming to make things right. He will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. John has great expectations. This week, however, we have been thrown a curveball because we find John the Baptist in jail, chained to the wall by Herod. John has gone from being a great prophet to being a shackled prisoner. John, who had been giving solace to so many, now finds himself seeking solace from his own circumstances. John's fortunes have changed considerably. You see, John spoke out against Herod for unlawfully taking Herodias, his brother's wife, for his own. Herod 
was a powerful man. See, he was a sub-king in Galilee. And John's act of free speech ended with John being in jail. Now, he may have anticipated that given the circumstances surrounding his incarceration, that his demise was coming at some point in the near future. And here in change, in chains, John's confidence in Jesus is evaporating. He was no longer certain that Jesus was the one to come. He could no longer see the signs of the one whom he had expected to appear. Even though John likely heard God when John baptized Jesus, say to Jesus, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. John still needed to be convinced that Jesus was the one who had been sent to bring healing and mercy and salvation to the sick, the downtrodden, and the needy. John is experiencing the anxiety that many of us have or will experience when it comes time to make a major decision. John has to decide if Jesus is the Messiah. Have you ever had to make a decision or had a decision made by someone else for you that greatly affected you? Did you doubt that the decision was in your best interest? Have you ever had to make a major decision in your own life and had doubts about the decisions that you made? What were your feelings and concerns and apprehensions when you decided to accept a new job in a, another state or at another company? What concerns might you have had when you decided to purchase that home in the neighborhood that you chose? Were you completely at ease when you received and accepted your marriage proposal, Elizabeth, or a partnership in your living arrangement? When you found out you were about to become a parent, what issues flashed in your mind regarding parenthood? If you had no doubts or concerns regarding these major and sometimes life-altering decisions, consider yourself unique. Because most people do have doubts when they have to make major decisions. And John had, major had made major decisions throughout his life. He had decided to follow Jesus and to be a messenger for Jesus. He had been a faithful and hard worker for Christ, and yet this morning, John is imprisoned, again wondering, has the Messiah arrived? See, John has invested a lot in working for the Messiah. In his anguish, John needs to know beyond a shadow of a doubt, if Jesus, is he really the one? Or is another one still yet to come? John is full of questions. John had been preaching and telling the people that one who is coming is greater than he, one who would baptize them with the Holy Spirit. 
one who he would not be worried to unfasten the straps on his sandals. But John's incarcerated. He's locked up. He has limited access to what's going on in the outside world. He hears the work of the Messiah, but he wonders, is Jesus the one? Has the kingdom come? John is worried about how he spent his time. He has prophesied the coming of the Messiah, but he's wondering still, is he the one? What if Jesus is not the one? And John has failed in his work for God. John searches his mind and looking for answers. He has to be frustrated, confused by his incarceration. But he needed to know what was going on in the outside world. To quell his anxieties, John sent some of his followers to ask the pertinent question. Are you the one who has come? Or should we wait for another? Just as it was for John in his jail cell, that's a powerful question for us this morning. John has doubts just as we have doubts. Is Jesus really alive and working in our community? How do we know? Jesus answers John by sending back the following information. Go and tell John what you see and hear. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. Jesus wanted to remind them that his power, his power would be displayed mostly in humble acts of servants, meeting individual needs, not in spectacular displays of political deliverance. In today's world, if Jesus pointed to his abilities to restore sight and make the lame walk or cleanse the skins, make the deaf hear, we probably would not be nearly as impressed as the people might have been over 2,000 years ago, for we have additional knowledge and information about how these things may be possible today, with the exclusion of raising the dead, of course. In those days and times, having the ability to achieve these accomplishments were marvelous and magnificent things. But John still has a larger question about Jesus. Was Jesus the one who was sent to bring salvation to the world? In that regard, John is like us. When things don't go as we hope or plan or anticipate, we have disappointments. But we are Christians. We believe in God. We follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. 
So why are things not going our way? We come here every week and we pray for our salvation. For many of us, it is a daily and continuous part of our lives. But let's be realistic. Even with all that we do in the name of Christ, sometimes stuff happens. But when it does, that is when we are called by Christ to focus on our relationship with him. Call on him. Pray to him. Wait on his response. Come to church. Be in community with your fellow parishioners. Follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. Study the Bible and reaffirm your belief that all things are possible with God. Now, John may have doubted Jesus, but Jesus does not doubt John. Giving John the highest praise to the people gathered. Jesus did not condemn John for his lack of understanding. In praise, he said, truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. Even in the face of John's great doubt, Jesus did not abandon him. He stays with John, telling him, telling all, that get, telling all who are gathered, that John is a great person. His doubt does not turn Jesus away. The greatness of John was that his faithfulness to the call of proclaiming the Son of God. John's task was to call the people of Israel to repent, to turn to God, to prepare the way for the one who is coming. Jesus did not give up on John. When John sent his followers to find out if Jesus was truly the Messiah, we too are required by our faith to go to God with our concerns when we have doubts. God has the same belief for us that he had for John. God does not turn away the honest doubter. Go to him with your skepticism, with your unbelief, with your hard questions your uncertainties. He welcomes you with your hardest questions. In God's eyes, doubt is not a sin, but an opportunity for you to strengthen your faith in your relationship with God. Don't let your doubts keep you from Jesus, but use them as an opportunity to open the door to learn the power of God in Jesus Christ. There is much in our world today to be worried about and frightened about. The decisions our leaders make, our national and personal economies, the legacy we are leaving to our children and grandchildren in our environment, the continuous conflicts among and between people. There are plenty of issues and problems to occupy our minds. 
We look at our life and at our circumstances and wonder if we got it wrong about God. Love, hope, and a new life. We ask ourselves, when will the kingdom arrive? We wonder, is God really with us? But be aware, God does not come in a boisterous manner with an idea and an attitude to punish and penalize those who have doubt. You see, God comes when we least expect his arrival. And God brings to us the good news, the continuing good news of the coming of God's kingdom. As we move forward in Advent and closer to the birth of Jesus Christ, let us be a, let this be for all of us a time of renewal. And just as we anticipate the birth of Jesus in the near future, let this be a time of a new birth in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen.